Welcome, everyone, to episode 95 of Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast. We are continuing Year of the Guests this week with our fourth week of guests. Fourth, yeah. fourth, <laughs> definitely, this is our fourth yeah. week of guests now. Yes. Uh, and we have two pretty cool people joining us. Uh, first one is... I already forgot how you wanted me to call it. Samson, Sam, <laughs> Sam Lee, Sam. I've any of them work. The Sam or Samson, whatever you, whatever <laughs> feels better for you. <laughs> Perfect. Sam, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, my name is Sam. Um, right now, I am a student finishing up my child and youth counseling degree. Uh, very close. I'm like two months away, um, and I work as a worker, child and youth care worker for. Um, kids that are at risk and that's what i specialize in and that's what i enjoy and also i like playing video games with them so that's super dope um on the other side of the world and by that i mean i don't know maybe a couple hours away from someone one of us we have adam adam gumbert how are you adam hey guys what's going on adam tell us a little bit about yourself well yeah i'm uh i'm a a fellow podcaster i have two of them a gaming and a DD podcast and um yeah, I'm just a, a dad working my career job. You know, just started the games podcast, actually. Um, What's the name of your podcast? A, uh, East Coast Games. East Coast Games. Everyone go check it out. I haven't checked yeah. it out yet, but it's new, right? It's like a week old, two weeks? Yeah, we've got... The third one just went up. Um, I that's the power of Twitter, dude. Too. I was just like, hey, who wants to do this podcast with me? And then I got three other guys, and within like four days, they were, we all recorded. And it was like, that was very easy to do. So that's new. Check that out. <laughs> awesome. I am your regular co-host, Chad Michael Innes, and then we have in Rhode Island, Holden DePardo. Say hi, Holden. Hi, everyone. I'm Holden's Holden. a puppet. He says whatever I tell him to say. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. We've got another game of Would You Rather that, again, gets into some weirdish territory. <laughs> Um, we're going to talk about all sorts of things like Apex Legends, because yeah. we jump on the cool topics of the week. <laughs> and we're going to start with a little bit from our third-party quest log with EA. Right off the bat, everybody loves Star Wars, right? Except for some of the Star Wars things, because some of them are great and some of them are trash. But we'll get to find out little glimpses of whether or not Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will be trash in the next few months. <laughs> 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 Boom. segue. <laughs> uh, Blake Jorgensen, COO and CFO of EA Dude, that has a lot of letters in his title Says, you'll start to see in the next few months Glimpses of the Star Wars game And I think you'll be blown away by what you see He continues, we played 20 plus minutes of it last week And is exceptional in terms of its level of polish, depth And living inside the Star Wars world as a Jedi I think people will be blown away by it now, this I is the most we've heard about this game since he sat in a chair at E3 and somebody surprised <laughs> him and said, hey, announce your game to the world right now. And he's like, uh, it's a Star Wars game. <laughs> yeah. I think it's amazing. He's like, you guys would be so blown away. I played 20 minutes of this game and it was incredible. <laughs> like, that's not a great uh, foundation yeah. to base that opinion off of. But he's an executive. He's got to talk the game up. So right. I'm not surprised. But he sh- shouldn't have been honest about the 20 minutes part. Because <laughs> I would have assumed he played it for hours otherwise. Comparing yeah. 20 minutes of this game to, which is coming out confirmed later this year, to Death Stranding, <laughs> where people have played like four hours of that game, mm-hmm. and we don't know when that thing's coming out. That's that's uh, quite a big divide there. Well, I mean, those EA executives are very busy. They got a lot of things to think about. They can't just play their games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, like, 
if it's supposed to come out later and they play 20 minutes, does that mean that the game is mostly the same thing? Like, I, that's a good can, point. Yeah. Like, can, is it, is it like a, in 20 minutes, you got enough of the sample to know what it was going to be like. Yeah. And, and we know nothing. Like, is it a shooter? Is it a puzzle game? Yeah. Like, we don't even know what genre this <laughs> yeah, is. So. We, I, I assumed we it was third person action, but yeah, mm-hmm. I assumed that too. That'd be really funny if it was just like bejeweled Star Wars. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but made by response would be really good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's working on Apex Legends. We just had, like, two guys in a room making this Bejeweled Star Wars game. It's a match <laughs> three, and it's just like... <laughs> there you go. All of the Star Wars Jedis, as you match them, they get slaughtered. Ooh. Because we know that's the, the we know that about the game. It takes place during the time when the Jedis are all getting killed between Episode 3 mm-hmm. and 4. Ah. <laughs> I'm curious to see about it, but I just... The track record of EA Star Wars games has been so low that I've just... Even if it surpasses the bar, it doesn't say much. Mm-hmm. So I just don't – I'm not that hyped about this. Mm-hmm. I should be more hyped. Mm-hmm. I want to be so hyped. I am – my hype level is probably like a 4 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very high. <laughs> I, a very I enthusiastic 4 I think the <laughs> said it all. Uh, I like Star Wars. <laughs> my hype level is uh. – What will happen is everyone's like, we don't know what it is, and then they'll show – Find a trailer at E3, and everyone's like, "This uh, is the fucking game of the year." Uh, yep, just like, that's all they have to do is show a trailer with Jedi doing cool shit, and everyone will be all about it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we'll wait and see. Uh, depending on how much CGI we see in the trailer, it, basically just not gameplay in the trailer, we'll know how good the game's going to be. <laughs> we are taking Love a shit it. all over this game right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a game we know nothing about outside nothing of about. there's more than what if the twenty minutes twenty minutes of gameplay? We what if the that. twenty minutes he played was the character creator? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was logging He's into the, the servers or something. Ever. <laughs> oh man, transitioning over to something else that came out of EA this week is a brand new game called Apex Legends, mm-hmm. which is the newest battle royale to join the several others that are on uh, on rotation right now. But it's already reached a lot of milestones. So it was announced Sunday. A week from a week ago from today, yeah. and uh, was released on the following Monday. There were a ton of influencers and streamers. They paid to stream it within the first twenty four hours, and it went super well. Uh, a couple of statistics: two point five million players in its first twenty four hours, and six hundred thousand peak concurrent players on day one, which is That's crazy. It's gone up to mm-hmm. ten million. Ten million, yeah. There's not tw- ten million players, yeah. Not concurrent. Games That'd be amazing. Less than a but week. Ten million total. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first season starts in March. Respawn has no plans, or sorry, has plans for crossplay, uh, but has not elaborated on it. I know I've played it. Holden's played it. Sam yes. and Adam, have you guys played this game yet? Um, sure, I'll go first. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love this game so far. Um, I'm like a huge fan of Overwatch. Um, huge okay. fan of like character-based games. So when they announced, um, like a character, an Overwatch and PUBG mush together kind of thing um i got really excited i like praised it to my friends before i even got home to play it and what i've played so far <laughs> is really fun like i've been playing it every night uh for the past week it's been my go-to and i'm having like a really good time um I, my favorite part's definitely the pinging system um just being able can to can you explain that for anyone who hasn't played it yet for sure yeah so uh the unique thing about this battle royale is it's got a ping system where on PC, I play on PC. It's the middle mouse button. I'm not sure what it is on console. But anything you click at with that middle mouse button, you ping, your character will say something. So you can click on some ammo and be like, oh, there's ammo over here. Or you can 
ping something in the distance and they'll say, uh, oh, there's bad guys over there or there's, um, we, we should go over there. So it's a way to communicate without actually talking on mic, which is, um, really important in a team based game like, uh, Apex. Since, yeah, especially if you're matchmaking and not going in with a squad. Yeah. So, and, and you have to play in teams, right? It's all in groups of three. Yeah. So, right. You can leave your team if you want to, but you're, you live or die based on your team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. And so the ping system is something that's like really awesome that they, you, you can tell that they put a lot of time and thought into this mechanic and it shows and it works. So yeah, kind of lost track of what I was talking about there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Adam, have I, you played it yet? Yeah, I've played tons of this game. I probably put, I don't know, 20-ish hours in the first week. So you like, whoa! Yeah, I'm a big battle royale So you guy. hate this game. It's awful. <laughs> the worst. No, I, I, last year, because, you know, at the end of the year, like, Xbox PlayStation will send you, like, your interview. Xbox is like, oh, oh yeah. good job, you know, you're you're awesome or whatever. It's like, you've played 550 hours of PUBG. It's your most played game. I like, whoa! Wow. I had no nice, idea nice. I played that much. So, yeah, this game is... Of all the Battle Royals, it's probably, I mean, at the moment, it's my favorite one. Because, first of all, it has, the class-based system is cool. The ping system is awesome. The actual gameplay itself, it's it's Titanfall gameplay. So, it's tight. It's fluid. The game runs perfectly. Like, I love PUBG, but that game can run awful sometimes. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if you get a good squad, you can get in there. You know, I love all the uh, the cosmetic stuff. I mean, all the microtransactions. It doesn't matter. It's like, do you want your gun to look cool? So, right. I mean, it, it plays so well. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, the loot system isn't even that difficult. So, like, if you ever play a Battle Royale on a mobile game, when you go to loot, it puts it on your gun automatically just because on mobile it's harder to manage inventory. And this game does that as well. It's like you pick this up, it'll put it on your gun immediately. You find something better, it'll put it on there for you. You don't even have to switch it out yourself. <laughs> so it's real user-friendly, but it also has... Um, it's also pretty deep. There's there's a lot of meta and things you can learn about this game, and I think it's wonderful. I've yeah, yeah, I'm all into it. So this is definitely my most played game as of late. Can I ask you a question out of pure ignorance? Mm-hmm. What connection does this have to Titanfall, if any? <laughs> there are. It's. <laughs> I think it's aesthetically like the robot character in it looks like the robots from Titanfall, and I think there's okay. giant. There's like a giant cow alien in the water that i think is also in the background of another titanfall map mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it just I, feels like titanfall i think okay. it's like a shared universe kind of thing it's yeah. not exactly titanfall but it's in the same yeah from what scope. i heard it's like 20 30 years after titanfall 2 and all the gun names are more or less the same yeah yeah okay everyone was like man they should have put titanfall in the title no they shouldn't i'm glad they didn't all this like I don't understand. There aren't titans in this game. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I yeah, thought I in think Titanfall you plays people. Titanfall Apex Legends would have made it really confusing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The name already, I'm not too big on. But no, I'm not either. But the game's good enough. I don't play a lot of battle royale games or really online shooters in general. Mm-hmm. So I was very surprised by how much I have enjoyed this. I played PUBG for a little bit, like not long at all, like a handful of matches. Same with Fortnite, and I just kind of found it boring. I just felt like I was waiting around <laughs> oh, a lot. Oh no. And and I feel like in this, they do a really good job of keeping it fast-paced and keeping it moving and going. And it's because there's the gameplay elements of interacting with your teammates is also fun. So it's not just combat that's fun. But again, I was meeting enemies pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was waiting around too often. And the only match that I really didn't see any enemies till the very, very end, when I, I think we made it to like the top three, just because we hadn't seen anybody, it felt really tense because I was expecting it to happen at any point because mm. that was an outlier situation as opposed to the norm. So I 
I, I'll say I'll probably keep playing this game, and I probably won't, but I'm definitely compelled <laughs> and want to. Um, there's just so many other things I want to play at the same time. But it's, it really does feel much more polished than my experiences with Fortnite and, and PUBG, especially PUBG. I also play PUBG and Mobile. That's not really a fair comparison at all, <laughs> but... I, I have technically played it. <laughs> that reminds me of my time with Overwatch, where it was like, I played it on the free weekend. I was like, this game is really fun. I like this game. I'm going to buy this game. I'm going to play it like once or twice a week. And I literally played zero oh. hours of it since. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I played, this is actually the very first Battle Royale I've ever played. Yep, I told Chad to play I, it too. I'm like, you have to did. play it. Yeah. I wasn't going to just because I, I don't know. Fortnite and PUBG never really appealed to me because like, hold on, I'm not really an online shooter kind of guy. Um, but I played it because I knew that Holden told me to, I assumed everyone else in the world was going to, so we could talk about it. And a friend of mine happened to be online at the same time and we played together. And then our third person was a rando who just literally abandoned us while we were dropping, just (laughs) peeled off, went somewhere else, (laughs) died almost immediately, (laughs) and then kept pinging his body for us to come save him. Like, no man, you're way too far away. (laughs) But, uh, we lasted 24 minutes. We came in second place on my first run through, Nice, but it's because we didn't see anybody until the very end. Yeah, uh, it was literally just 24 minutes of us running and finding weapons, finding better weapons, mm-hmm, finding mm-hmm. better armor, yeah, and then finding other weapons. And then at the very end, I got one kill and died. But yeah. it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's not awful. I know, right? I find. Um, I, sorry. No, go for it. Go for it. Um, I yeah, like I'm thinking what Holden said earlier. Like this is a really good mix of looting and shooting. Like, it's a good balance, and lots of times when I played PUBG, it was a lot of, like, uh, we land right away, and we fight, and then we die, or we fight, we win, and then it's 20 minutes of nothing, and we're just running across (laughs) cornfields for 20 minutes. (laughs) So, yeah, something about the balance of this game, of um, the size of the map, and um, where people land, and knowing where people are, and going places together, uh, makes it really fast. The locations are also exciting too mm-hmm. like i'm mm-hmm. like i'm kind of curious about some of these locations i don't really know what links them it just kind of feels like a bunch of random maps that were linked together to make a larger map mm-hmm. but each area kind of feels unique and kind of cool in its own way mm-hmm. so I, mm-hmm. I that exploring element's kind of there too yeah yeah which definitely. i think adds to the looting definitely and and it's a lot of like they're similar buildings but not necessarily the same kind of biome there's like a swampy area and a desert um, mm-hmm. and they're all close enough together that it's nice yeah so part of the allure of this game is the hero system, similar to Overwatch, which Sam mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, did anyone here feel compelled to buy the two extra characters, either with real-world currency or in-game? No. Nope, not yet. No. no. Not I yet. unlocked um, Caustic, which is the guy with oh. the gas, um, okay. just just through leveling up. Um, no, I, I did buy the Founders Pack because I'm like, I've already put so much time into this. I'll, you know, I'll get some free skins or whatever. Because I haven't bought a game in about a month, so I'm like, I, it's due time. If you're playing as yeah. much of it, why not? I've played 20 yeah. hours in a week. I might as well. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah. like, if, just like the consensus is that one of those characters is actually the worst character in the game. So there's no reason. <laughs> really? no. Mar- the guy Mirage who makes copies of himself, but they don't move and he turns visible, but you can still see an outline. Like he's he's a trash character. Um, <laughs> so. The other guy, Caustic, he has gas bombs, so if you're in a small area, he's good. But yeah, I like, unlocked one uh, of them naturally, but I'm not paying to get the other guy who's trash. I didn't know about the cloning ability at all, but just my initial thought is, cool, so he's a clone that stands still. That's really obvious. It's not the real yeah. character. <laughs> it's like you can shoot them forward, and then your ultimate is like you go invisible, and then like five of them stand around you, but they don't do anything. It's like, what the? There's no... 
that would make sense if this was like if you could do solo. But mm-hmm. as a squad based game and everyone knows the trick, like it's just his powers are pointless. They're useless. Yeah. Yeah, I wished um I haven't unlocked any of the characters, but I wish they kinda copied what uh high res did with Smite, where you pay like I think it was thirty bucks and you get all the heroes that ever come out for free forever. So, oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah, so like um and I think we'll talk about Smite later, but um, like I haven't played Smite for a couple of years, and I still have all the new characters. So that's w- so cool. Yeah, I wish they did something I like that. I feel like they're like, losing out on a lot of money like that, though. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hint, hint. If, yeah. <laughs> if you do break yeah. it down, though, it's like seven fifty if you want to buy a character, mm-hmm. or you can play in game. You can grind and get the currency to get them for free. So yeah, it's up to you. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Now, for a free-to-play game, you can't. No, it's yeah, it is what exactly. it is. You don't have to pay money. It, people always complain. There's microtransactions. <coughs> you don't have to do it. No one's forcing you to do it. Exactly, so. and you could get it all for free anyway. So mm-hmm. as long as you just take the out. time. Yeah, yeah. And if you like the game, you're going to play it anyway. So, and if you like the game, you can give it money. So either way, you win. Yeah, <laughs> you get choice. Well, speaking of Titanfall and that world, uh, there is apparently still another Titanfall game coming this year. With a new twist on the universe, Andrew Wilson, CEO of EA, says Respawn also plans to launch a premium game this year that is a new twist on the Titanfall universe. More to come on that in the months ahead. Confirmed not to be Titanfall 3. Hmm. Didn't they say it was a mobile game? Or they were working on a mobile <laughs> RTS kind of game? But um, that might be what it's... they're talking about. That's all the rumblings I heard on Reddit. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like mentioning premium game would be a disappointment if it tries to be mobile mm, and that's kind of a true. big thing now right nowadays is mm-hmm. diablo 4 not being released or announced alongside diablo immortal like all that kind of stuff i just I, hopefully ea doesn't fuck that up too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything else they fuck up yeah um i don't know, I don't know. I, I'm, also, I'm kind of offended a little bit at premium like the title premium like that's it's putting down apex legends which from the one match i played it was a yeah. super polished game I would mm-hmm. call that a premium experience, even though it was free. Oh, I think he sure. just refers to it's a $60 game. I just think he didn't want to say $60 I'll game. Call it a $60 game. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know what goes through those people at EA's head. I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like in a different world sometimes, it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd just be very curious if it's not Titanfall 3, what is it if you already release a spinoff this year? Hmm. I'm very yeah. curious. Maybe it's an RTS. That would certainly be a twist. Yeah. Prequel. Here's the thing, though. I don't think Respawn was that big. So they're going to have a Star Wars game come out this year, Apex Legends, and a new Titanfall game. What if there are Titans in Star Wars? Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That that is a twist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's jump into another segment called Playtime, where we talk about what we've played this week. We've already crossed Apex Legends off that list. Mm -hmm. I'm going to run through a couple of other things that I played this week for the first time. First of all, Tetris Effect VR had a temporary demo this weekend, Mm. and I finally got around to playing it on my PSVR, and I don't like Tetris at all. I find it boring, frustrating, <laughs> and I hate puzzles. But holy shit, is this an experience. Mm. I think everyone should find a way to just play a couple of levels in this because it's Tetris, obviously. In VR specifically. In VR specifically. Yeah, it's Tetris, but also all of the different environments that you're in and then the way that they kind of... I can't think of another word other than breathe, like the way that the world kind of breathes around you. Even the the board itself kind of zooms in and zooms out very slowly. Mm-hmm. 
all of the effects, every single move you make of a piece is a different sound in the soundscape that they have on there as well. It's so freaking cool. Yeah. So if you get a chance, Tetris Effect VR is dope. I'm not going to buy it, though, because I hate Tetris. <laughs> it was a nice weekend experience. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I, I got my couple levels in. I was like, that'd be really cool if I enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, another music-based thing, Amplitude. Have you guys ever played Amplitude before? I, I've heard of it. Never played it. Years ago. Years yeah. Ago. I know what it is. I just yeah. never mess with it. I, I've heard Tim Geddes talking about this nonstop. And I'm like, all right. It was free on PlayStation Plus last month. Mm. I've got it. I actually played it and beat it all in one sitting. And it's it makes sense that it's from Harmonics because it's exactly like Rock Band Unplugged on the PSP. Oh. Which I did play that. Yeah. Mm. Except for instead of you're playing... Well, you're still playing instruments because there's a track for bass, guitar, synths, all these parts of the song. Mm-hmm. And you're a spaceship jumping back and forth every two or three measures. And you're just getting streaks. And then as soon as this streak ends, you've got to jump over and do one on this one. Hmm. It's fun, but I don't enjoy it any of the music <laughs> no is not it not at all is it like original stuff not like licensed real music i i think so it's all i holden could tell you better because i don't listen to like electronic music at all oh, and okay. he does but it's it's all electronic music hmm. and oh, okay. um that can be iffy uh, yeah that can get iffy whereas you know like with things like beat saber where it's all like not big music and not stuff I normally listen to. It's still like catchy and things like, wow, I could listen to that again, especially as I'm swinging my lightsabers everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you got it free with PlayStation Plus, it's maybe like 30 to 40 minutes to beat it. Oh. I think it's a cool little experience. Okay. It's real short. Yeah. Yeah. It's real short. <laughs> uh, but it's fun. There are three buttons. You're, it's just your left tr- left bumper, right bumper, and your right trigger. Hmm, okay. That's all you use the entire time. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It sounds exactly like Rock Band Unplugged, just it not is. Rock Band. It's, it's Rock Band Unplugged with a different skin, and it's from Harmonix, so it's the same people. Yeah. <laughs> Can you rip off your own game? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Amplitude, or there's another game that came out before Rock Band Unplugged that was basically Amplitude, and actually it might even have been called Amplitude. <laughs> so well, there was Rock- an Amplitude on PS2. Yeah, I think it's yeah, that's what we're talking about. So it was Amplitude is uh, – Rock Band Unplugged was a ripoff of Amplitude, which is now the other way around as well. It just – Full cycle. Full, full circle. Time is flat circle. I'm going to shut up now. You just keep talking. <laughs> no, we're all going to be completely silent and let you talk yourself into a hole. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and Beat Saber's on my playtime again this week. Why? Because Holden, I booted it up just to get closer to that platinum trophy. And there's something new for you. And it has an expert plus mode now. Oh. I've heard it's fucking hard. Oh my god. It is. I'm, I am at the point where I can play a song, any song on expert. And most of the time, get every single note without missing one. However, I played, I played Expert Plus on the easiest song in the whole bunch, and I literally couldn't make it 15 seconds without failing. <laughs> it oh, is man. so many more notes. The directions change so much. I have to, in order to get through a song, I have to put it on no fail and slower song oh. so that it plays super slow. And I'm still missing a third of the notes. I am exhausted and dripping sweat <laughs> at the end of it. But I haven't smiled this much in weeks. I freaking love this game. I even, I think this is my officially my favorite VR game. And mm-hmm. I even bought a t-shirt. So... I think I'm in a love-love cool. relationship with Beat Saber. Awesome. I need to boot it up then because um, I also have Beat Saber, but I haven't played in a couple weeks because I beat Expert. <laughs> so Yeah, right? Yeah. So I was no. just getting to the point where I have like I have five hours left 
uh, of playtime, and I have like 30 million points <coughs> I got to get before I get the platinum trophy. So it's just like mm. chipping away a little bit at a time. Mm. But now that this is on there, I can't freaking wait. Heck yeah. And then lastly, I've been playing Bioshock 2, our barf for the month backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends, which we will get together at the end of February and talk about. <laughs> but for now, I'm going to turn it over to Skip Holden. And Adam, what have you been playing this week, aside from Apex Legends? Uh, this, yeah, well, no, I've been, I mean, it's a lot of Apex Legends. Um, yeah. I've <laughs> been playing a ton of that game. I've started to, that's all I've been playing pretty much on the Xbox. Um, I've started to, I bought a couple games on the Switch during Christmas time and hadn't really got to them. And I was like, yeah, I'm just laying here. Might as well get to it. Uh, I started playing Into the Breach, which is Ooh, a super I started awesome. That. Yeah, awesome. Grid-based kaiju versus mecha, you know, strategy game. Um, that game's awesome. And apparently it's a roguelike. I, you don't realize it until you lose. And you're like, oh, you get a restart over. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and it's I, different. It changes. It's procedural. Yes, and everything changes. That's, that game's way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, music's great. And then I uh, started getting into Wargroove a little bit because I'm like, hey, Advanced Wars, let me get in on that. And I've been um, playing that too. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like I you have a type. Yeah, apparently. I know, right? <laughs> when it comes to Switch, I'm like, is it is it grid-based strategy? I guess I'll do that. And then I got <laughs> nine parchments because I was like, this is game is $3 on sale right now. And it's like, all right, this is cool. Like, action <laughs> RPG. What is nine parchments? Yeah. It's you, there's, you get to be wizards and it's like... Diablo-ish style, but you're only wizards, and you can like shoot spells and stuff, and you walk around and gather loot. I'm in. Cool. It's fine. I mean, it's like three bucks. It, it was normally twenty. It was three or something, or only ten. I don't know. I was like, whatever. I've got this extra five dollars on this gift card. I might as well go ahead and get this one. So I've been playing those three Switch games, and then a ton of Apex because I'm Battle Royal champion. So <laughs> <laughs> going to Wargroove. Uh, did you have experience with like Advanced Wars or Fire Emblem at all? I've played um, Advanced Wars back in the day, of course. Um, awesome. Fire Emblem, no. I always want to play it. That's why I'm hoping we get a release date for the Switch one, because I'll play the hell out of that. But I love those kind of games, but I've never, besides the Advanced Wars back in the day, I've never played anything else you know, in wow. a while that's like that. I've been excited about Wargroove. I actually forgot to write that down for this week, because I haven't uh, beaten it quite yet. But um, I was excited just because I loved Advanced Wars so much, and there's never been a game that exactly fit that. And I'm really shocked at how identical this game is to Advanced Wars. Yeah, it reminds me like, of what I played back in the day. I haven't played it in a long time, but I'm like this seems very familiar. Oh, go back! It's like literally the same enemy types and everything. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like it's all nostalgia and it's great. But I'm like, wow, that they just they had a template. It's <laughs> <Yeah. That's> a good <laughs> one to follow. To that template. Yeah. So that's Man, I'm looking point. up screenshots of part of nine parchments, and this game looks dope. For $3? Yeah, you can, you can cross the streams or whatever. Like you'll hit your wizards, <laughs> will shoot out, and if you hit this wizard streams, they make one super stream. It's it's crazy. Oh, that <laughs> sounds pretty that's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. All right, Sam, what have you been playing this week? Um, other than Apex Legends, which we've talked a lot about, uh, I've mm-hmm. been working chipping away through Kingdom Hearts three. Mm. Um, yeah, and I have a weird relationship with this game right now because um i find it so cringy like like i've I've played the first two as a kid right and you're like oh yeah disney character is so cool um and now i'm playing essentially like the same game as an adult and it's like oh that dialogue's so weird and oh no and it's like this is really slow in another cutscene, and all i'm really doing is mashing x and hitting triangle (laughs) no Um, so like i'm not saying it's bad it's a very chill game um 
but how I've been getting through it is I'm streaming it to Twitch for my friends, and we all like, like they watch I play, and we like <coughs> laugh at it together. Oh, and that's okay. been helping. That's good. So, um, yeah, I'm slowly chipping away at Kingdom Hearts. I don't know if I'll ever finish it, but yeah, uh, we're uh, we're playing Kingdom Hearts one next month. Oh, yeah. For next our backlog yeah. accomplishment, I've I've never I've never really played it. Holden's played like a 3DS game or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Birth by Sleep on PSP. My P- yeah, PSP game. Oh, I think that's, that, so, that's uh, one of the better ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's see how that goes. What else did you play? Uh, and I have been playing Overwatch, getting back into it because Overwatch League starts Thursday. Um, that's their big like NBA, but for Overwatch kind of thing that they do. Um, and I've been playing this game on mobile called Brawl Stars. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of it. It's from the Clash of Clan guys, Clash Royale, Supercell. Stars. I think I have heard of this. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's totally like a free to play. Oh, you can't progress unless you pay us ten dollars. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's very grindy if you don't. Um, but the gameplay is tight. Um, there's lots of personality in all the characters and everything. Um, and I, I've been that's my commute game when I get to work and stuff, or go on my way to work. So, nice. Yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. Awesome. Holden, please tell us you got some Red Dead stories. I do. I have two Stranger stories to share Ooh. this week. I've been playing, so for you guys who don't know, I've been playing Red Dead extremely slowly. And I'm still in Chapter 3 out of six chapters and two epilogues. So just like really not far in the game at all. But I've been taking my time with it. I'm enjoying it still. And um, I just shared the Stranger stories that I, I meet along the way. Because I don't want to spoil the story but I wanted to kind of share like these just random things you come across because there's always touting. They're always fresh and original. They never repeat. And so far that's been true for me. So two wait, I wanted wait. to share. The official name of the segment is shit that happened in Red Dead 2 with Holden DePardo. <laughs> <laughs> One was just an interesting story. Um, you come across this guy who's seems very down on his luck. He's complaining. Definitely he's drunk. Um, and he says that he used to be this very wealthy person, but he got um, – his like home was uh, taken away from him or something like that, but he has things in his house that he needs back mm. again, but he can't get back into his house. So you one. say, okay, I'll go to the house and I'll get them for you. And you get to the house and realize where he got his money from was being a plantation owner. And you realize, oh, this guy's a scumbag. And so you <laughs> go back. Arthur brings him his stuff and then just burns it in front of him. And I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. So that was great. Um, what did you do from that point? Because I being a black dude, was like, yo, this will be fun. And I tied him up and threw him in the fire. <laughs> oh, oh, my I God. That's awesome. That, to be honest. Yeah, you can – because he just sits there. Like, he knows he's, he's fucked up. No, that's up, true. Yeah, you're right. You can, you can totally just do, do whatever that. you want. And, yeah, I just wow. burned him alive. I was like, yeah, whatever. That, that was a good move. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know. Because uh, wow. there was a moment, too, where you're like, oh, I'm going to help this guy. I feel so good. I'm helping this guy out. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah, and once you get to the basement, then yeah. you're like, oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other one was much more pleasant. It was a doctor who said he lost his wagon and you're going to go get the wagon back from the gang that stole it from him. And that was pretty fun. So you just you go <laughs> to the swamp area, the gang's there, they're telling you like, hey, back off. And he just, I just blew the guy's head off and then just ran into the gang hideout and just started to find the wagon and get out quickly. And then you're leaving and they're, the gang members are chasing you, starting to shoot them away as you're trying to bring the wagon back. That was a blast too. So like, yeah. those have actually been two of the more interesting stranger missions that I've had. We're on a Please tell me it was like a little red wagon. Me, and then the other one was – what was that? Please tell me it was like a little red wagon and not like a covered wagon. 
<laughs> like a toy oh, wagon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha. No, think like this guy's like a snake oil salesman going around and he's storing all of his uh, okay. you know, stuff. It's more like that. But he seemed like a legitimate doctor though in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. Stranger Stories. I really enjoy the Stranger Stories. I've been surprised how each one really is a totally unique experience in its own right. Is Stranger Stories your branding for it or is that something they call it in Red Dead? I just call it Stranger Stories. I don't know. Maybe that cool. is the branding. I don't know. Okay. Hmm. I was just interested because you'd said it a few times. Like, is that is that a whole thing or is that a red thing? It's easier to things. It makes more sense saying side quest because it's not really like, oh, if I miss this stranger, I'm pretty sure they're just gone. It's not like it stays there until I go. Gotcha. To it again, so it it doesn't feel like a side quest necessarily. It just something that happens while you're in the world. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to ruin anything for you, and I will not. But there is a stranger mission. Closer to the end of the game, that is probably mm-hmm. the best writing character and story of the entire game. Main mission, side mission, all put together. Really? As a stranger yeah. mission? Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a stranger mission. Hmm. Whenever you get there, whenever you get to like act, I don't know, like five or six, hit me okay. up and I'll tell you what it's called because it's the best one. Okay. I will I will definitely do that. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you're only on act three? There are six <laughs> acts in this thing? And two epilogues. And the epilogues, I think, are longer than some of the chapters. Crazy. Oh, I've heard about the epilogues. I spoiled the whole thing for myself. Because I yeah. won't play Because you're not going to play it. Yeah. No. But hold on. Like let's though. keep on that Red Dead train, and let's talk about some of our fetch quests. So things that are not quite as uh, full-fledged as a regular quest, but worth mentioning. But talk us through some of these. Yeah, so Red Dead Redemption 2 has 23 million copies worldwide now, so good for them. Um, there's a rumor that Nintendo is going to be working on, or is working on 11 unannounced Switch games for 2019. The person who leaked the rumor, which I can't remember their name now, said up to 11 games, they might only release like five or six of these games. <laughs> we don't know what they are, but apparently there's some games that are unannounced, which is like such a duh, obviously there's games they haven't announced for 2019 yet. We're in February. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other, um... So this apparently being a direct on Wednesday, February thirteenth, which I think makes sense. We're kind of due for a Nintendo direct at this point. Oh, we are so due. We're so due. I figured there'd be one in January. They've always had a January one, even before the Switch. Um, and then the next one is I wanted to mention this. Nintendo's next Switch model is apparently going to shrink in size, and you know it's going to be the smaller portable version of it. The reason I'm actually bringing it up is not that the rumor's there. It's Nintendo's comments to the rumor. A week or two ago, they just flat out said, we're not making a Switch successor. It's not right. happening. But for this one, they said, we have no comment. Ooh, we have nothing to say at this time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, I, it seems pretty plausible. It's probably going to happen. So that's why I wanted to bring that up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Shrink the size, costs, and features. Well, I so really like, – sorry. Yeah, I really hope this happens because um, in Canada, a Switch is like $400. And no, that's whoa. stupid. Because it, it's the Canadian <laughs> dollar, you know, all the <laughs> politics and whatever. But, um, like, shrinking it might get more of my friends to buy Switches. Like, I'm the only one in my friend group that buy, owns a Switch right now because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really For hope... For comparison, what does, like, a PS4 or an Xbox One S cost? Um, I know off the top of my head, a One S is $300. And then a uh, PS4 Pro is like 500, and a One X is like 550. So it, just take the like normal American price and slap 100 or 200 dollars on it. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Um, our 60 dollars games are 80 dollars. 
God, America's great. (laughs) (laughs) It is. (laughs) Well, there are parts of it, and then there are a lot of parts that are awful. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're not a political podcast. We're talking about video games. Um, I do want to... Red Dead 2 shipping 23 million copies. There's a point at which, like, you just... Double-digit millions, which is like, I don't even know what that is in context. Do we know what that, like... Any games to compare that to? Obviously, I, mean, it's I think shit Red ton. Dead One in its entire lifetime, I think, was fourteen, fifteen million. So it's already well exceeded Red Dead. So, uh, Super Mario Odyssey was ten million. So was mm. uh, Breath of the Wild it was around ten million. So like oh this, and that's ten million since launch for Breath of the Wild, since launch for Super Mario Odyssey, not in a comparable amount of time. Hmm. So I think actually probably a little bit higher than that. it might be at twelve million now. Well, here's an article that said 10 and 12. Red Dead Redemption 2 just outsold Red Dead 1 in 12 days. So. Wow. Yeah. I think on a good year, Call of Duty is like 15 million. So, mm. really? Better than a Call of Duty on a good year. Wow. Woo. That would be more. It might be 15 million for one console. I think they do more than that. Yeah. Because I think on. I remember the, the, the stats leaked for the um, like my PlayStation 4 Life thing. Some of those Call of Duty games were at like 50 million players for just. They're not 50 million. Um, uh, no, yeah. One of them was like 56 million players, I think. Let me go back to that list now. Yeah. Look at the list. Way, like the, the lower end was like 12, and the um, the middle was like 24 or so yeah. for Call of Duty. That was just on Xbox. Now, do these numbers for Red Dead uh, include digital? 23 million mm. should be including digital, yeah. Because it says on the list I'm looking at, it says shipped. So I don't know if that includes digital or not. Probably. Maybe they've but... generated a digital code, but no one's actually downloaded it yet. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on CD keys, haven't you? <laughs> oh, no. Either way, great numbers. I mean, yeah. I'm that can actually yeah. happen. They can generate the code and it not downloaded. Uh, download. I used to work for uh, GameStop for a holiday, and they were had this promotion for PlayStation Plus codes, and they literally ran out of the codes, and they couldn't give out any more even though we still like a week left of the promotion or something Uh like that (laughs) yeah so they can generate codes and then just not do anything with them yeah oh and it still hasn't come out i don't know if they do the game but for that scenario they did yeah and it still hasn't come out for pc yet uh red dead 2 Mm -hmm. so that'll oh shit that's gonna be a big boost whenever it does yeah, if it does, <laughs> and then it's going to come to next gen consoles as well. Cause um, let's be real. Yeah, we'll do that. Gonna a, there's going to be a GTA five situation. So, mm. yep. Well, jumping over to the Sony Quest log, we've got Smite Paladins join call for PS4 to expand crossplay from Game Rant. High Res Studios on Twitter is calling for Sony to open up crossplay and cross progression. This is something that they've done for Fortnite. And uh, what was the second game? Was it Rocket League? Rocket League? Rocket League, yeah. 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 Rocket League was the second game. They're technically calling it, in quotes, a beta. Just test if the service is going to (laughs) work. And so Smite and Paladins are calling for it to be opened up a little bit more widely. Uh, The user experience improvements after implementing crossplay between Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Here's some statistics. The wait time has been reduced by 30%. Level spread between players by 40%. 40% reduction in... ELO? What is ELO? Uh, ELO? Like the matchmaking, ranking, how good you are. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, an 80% reduction in bad matches. Whatever that means. <laughs> That's their own <laughs> what a bad yeah. match would be. Like how they define it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I think this is about time. About it's, it's working just fine for Fortnite, apparently. Cross-progression, like linking your accounts is finally a thing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and... 
from everything I've heard about Rocket League, it's going just fine. So I think it's time to open this up to everybody else. Mm-hmm. It is. And I like this argument, too, because I actually haven't heard this, but it makes so much sense. Like, hey, when you have more players, it's going to be easier to, to matchmake and pool and give everybody a better experience. Um, I like that approach as opposed to just saying, Sony, you're a bunch of monsters for not cross-play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actual scientific data. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I really hope that everyone gets on board on this cross-play thing, because in the end, it's all mm-hmm. ones and zeros going through the internet. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It'd be super convenient just to have friends to play with, right? Like, my buddy can be on PC, and I'm on PS3 or 4, and we're we're golden. It works. So, one day. That's so I feel like it's last just, generation it was much more of a conversation of like maybe this is just me and and like confirmation bias and me looking for that type of information but I feel like last generation it was much more like oh man you bought the Xbox version but I bought the PS4 version I wish we could play together whereas this time I just feel like everyone has a PlayStation uh, and it's like I'm I don't know maybe it's just because it sold almost three times as many as Xbox but I don't feel like it's as much of a conversation as cross progression I think a lot of people want maybe mm-hmm. more than cross-play even. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, um, cross-progression I agree with because um, I have a PS4 and a PC. Like, I would love to be able to play with my friends on PS4, uh, play Apex with my friends on PS4 and have all my skins and all my levels and characters. Yeah. Um, but I can't. But, yeah. Especially when it's a free-to-play game like that <laughs> where, like, there's not a commitment to I've bought this on PC, therefore that's where I'm playing it. Where it's like, oh, it's free. I've downloaded on everything and I'll play it where I want to play it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bet if Sony's at this point is saying we've won this generation, we don't have to do anything this generation. He may be testing out this Fortnite stuff and Rocket League stuff just to make sure that by the time PS5 launches, they know they're ready for it. Mm-hmm. It could be that. Nah, I it's hope. working. They gotta, they gotta do it now. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> I know. I know it's where they got to do now, but they don't have to. They just don't. You're right. They don't have mm-hmm. to do anything. Because nope. no one's their real dad, and they can't tell them what to do. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to jump now into our sponsorships. But we're not sponsored by other people because we're a little podcast. We sponsor you, the little people. Although all of you, I'm sure, are grown adults and maybe kids. Who knows? I don't know. Send us pictures of your paychecks and your bank account numbers. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> we sponsor you via the Participation Award. And if you've been listening to us for a little bit, you know that once every month we give 20 bucks to a listener for the gaming service of their choice. There are a few ways you can enter into that raffle. One of them is by just participating with us on Twitter, whether that is by just commenting on something or uh, if we do like challenges or ask for opinions and things about Uh, You can do that on Twitter. You can review us on the podcast service of your choice, and you can refer a friend to us. So if Holden, for instance, tells Eva Longoria, oh, my God, Eva Longoria, you should listen to this podcast. It's amazing. (laughs) And then Eva Longoria tweets me and says, oh, my God, Holden suggested that I listen to this podcast, and I love it. Boom. You guys both get an entry into the participation (laughs) award. At the end of the month, we draw a name. You win some money. Do it. It's great. It's a good time. Um, one way you can do this is by participating in our thanks for creating thing that we've been doing for the last like six weeks or so, where every week we reach out and thank someone in the gaming industry who's doing something really cool this week. Thank the creator of one of your favorite RPGs. Hmm. So find a way to contact that studio, that developer, the, if it's a one person thing, maybe it's undertale. Thank just that dude. I can't remember his name, but 
find a way to just say, hey, thanks. Use the hashtag thanks for creating so we can see all the love out there as well. And then you can also submit a Ryan's subscriber interrogative. This is named for Ryan Silosword, who is for the fourth week in a row the only one who has submitted an interrogative, which is why we named the segment after him. <laughs> if you are not named Ryan, you can still submit a Ryan's subscriber interrogative as well by just tweeting at us with a question. If you are named Ryan, you just submit a regular subscriber interrogative. So Ryan says, good morning, gentlemen. So how do you all deal with friends and family around uh, friends and family around you who don't quite understand gaming or hosting a podcast and the link between the two? Holden, I feel like you just had some of this a moment ago when you're like, I'm about to record the podcast and your stepdad starts painting and your mom is cleaning up dinner. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're usually actually very understanding. I don't have a problem with this. Actually, I'm fortunate that I have extremely supportive parents. Um, But definitely like tonight, I I came home right from work and I basically just jumped right into eating dinner, getting ready, then recording it instantly. So they... We're eating dinner 15 minutes before recording, and I'm like, this is wonderful. Thanks for dinner. I need to get to recording right now. <laughs> like, we have, we have a schedule. We have to stick to the schedule. Uh, but no, it's never been bad. I've never had an issue with that, actually. Just kind of small things like, hey, time got lost, and sorry. But even that, it's not a big deal. I'm uh, fortunate enough to live in a place where I have access to my own space and my own bedroom. Uh, I've always lived with a roommate who's always been super understanding. But I think what's been really great is how supportive everyone in my family and my friend base has been. Like if I'm hanging out with some people, I'm like, oh, we got to record a podcast. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. What is it about? It's like, oh, it's a video game. So, oh my gosh, what do you guys talk about? Oh, we talk about this, this, and this, play games. And then they'll be like, cool, we'll just head in this bedroom and we'll watch some TV while you guys record the podcast and let us know when you're done. So everyone's like super chill about it. Um, I don't have a lot of friends or family who listen to the podcast because nobody really games, which is one of the reasons why I do this podcast remotely with Holden because (laughs) I don't have a lot of people in real life to talk about video games with. But I find that everyone is super supportive. So I'm sorry, Ryan, if no one around you quite (laughs) understands your gaming habit. I feel like in general, gaming is becoming a lot less of a like label like oh you're a gamer mm-hmm. that like oh that i automatically know and prejudge you about mm-hmm. a few certain things and is more and more just like oh people play video games like people watch movies mm-hmm. um sam adam do you have any input yeah i definitely agree with your last point there where gaming's kind of just it's just another hobby now it's like knitting or studying art <laughs> um especially you're just gonna end up studying like really <laughs> people just study for tests that don't exist yeah. <laughs> <laughs> academics who knows <laughs> um but yeah I, I definitely think uh recently maybe past 10 years it's, it's just like oh i'm gonna get i'm working on this video game like i'm watching a movie or working through the show um i know growing up my parents were very against it um, they never bought the systems or anything, but you know, I managed to get them somehow from other relatives. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like all me and my brothers, we're all gamers now and it's all of my friends and family just treat it like it's any other hobby. So yeah, no, nice. it's, it's uh, more accepted now. Um, when it comes to like personal, like you said, you live with people or whatever the situation may be. Yeah. Normally those people will be understanding of you and, uh, you'd be surprised when you tell somebody, like, oh, I've got to go do this thing. What are you doing? Oh, a podcast? Oh, I listen to podcasts. Or what? Like, they seem more interested instead of downing you. Yeah. And if anyone does down you, just be like, fuck you, I'm an adult. So, like, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. 
But no, normally, you, like, I've never had anyone be like, oh, that's weird or that's lame or whatever. They're like, hey, either I'm interested or, hey, do you? So mm-hmm. I found again, most of the time people are just impressed you're doing something. Like, oh, cool, you're being productive and you're doing something that you like doing with your time. Like, how could you be upset about with <laughs> you're not about scrolling that? through Instagram right now? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. You're not a new Ted Bundy. Thank God. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think actually doing the podcast has made – at least my family more supportive of me liking video games because mm-hmm. growing up, my mom was never really letting me uh, play video games too often. I got like a game a semester um, for school. Like, I just didn't like didn't play games a whole lot as as a kid. Um, back home at school right now, just to explain the situation to go to college. Um, and now it's like, oh, you're gonna play a game. That's totally fine. We know you have to do that. You have to play that <laughs> game. <laughs> and nice. it just totally changed the dyna- dynamic. Yeah. It's like, mom, I got up the Resident Evil 2 right now. Just you can't talk to me right now. I got up the Resident Evil. I can't Has your mom ever like game. sat down and watched you play video games? No. Well, that's no. different because um, my mom had a stroke because so she can't watch TVs any like TV screens because it bothers gotcha. her too much. Um, even with that, though, she still probably wouldn't watch video games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though I, I think she would love Overcooked. My I want dad... her to play Overcooked. Oh yeah, Overcooked is so freaking fun for everyone. My dad, my parents have always been like casual gamers with donkey kong and and mario brothers but um i remember there was a day when my dad sat down and watched me play through almost all of metal gear solid 4 in one wow. sitting <laughs> you can finish that game in one sitting it was it was like a spring break or something like that no it, okay. cause it was in college i don't know i was home for some reason from college and like mom was gone on a trip somewhere and dad just sat there and watched me play most of it and he was so enthralled by it. And wow. I was like, oh my God, this game looks so good. And this, this story, I don't understand anything is going on, but this is so cool. It's like, yeah. yeah, this is what video games are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, it's cool. I also think people have this image of video games as if the only, it's like, imagine the only movies you know about were Transformers and like movies like that. You only knew right. like marvel and like transformers and like big blockbuster movies just educate people and like hey you don't like call of duty that's fine you might like journey you might like the last of us you might like these other experiences or even mm-hmm, just simpler mm-hmm. games like like i said overcooked or something like that like those are games that can appeal to anybody who are these overcooked specifically can appeal to so many people who don't normally play games just because it's kind of short it's more social than it is a game even though it's totally a game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's more yeah. a party thing and in that way, you can kind of get people to say, like, hey, gaming is not just the the shooting, you know, ripping people's heads off kind of stuff. There's a lot more <laughs> than just but that. But those are fun. Yeah. Oh, they're totally fun. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, so thank you, Ryan, for writing in for that. I hope that was adequate to answer your question. I feel like we might have meandered a bit, but it was a great conversation anyway. Mm-hmm. We're going to transition to our main quest. Welcome to the main quest. You guys, Welcome to the Jungle is such a good song. The first time I ever heard that song was on Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Main quest. (laughs) You've never been to a Bengals game, clearly. I have not. I have not. They play that Joel's Game of the Jungle about every TV break. Wow. So you'll hear about 10, 15 times. Real quick. (laughs) That and Thunderstruck. What is Thunderstruck? Uh ACDC? ACDC. No idea what that is. Really? No, I, I it wasn't like in guitar music, yeah. so I don't know much rock. <laughs> right, I got I you, Adam. Adam, I got you. I'm pretty sure it's in hey, like a, Avengers or something, but you know. <laughs> it's possible. I still would David Garrett. Okay, this might be like a violin version of Thunderstruck, but 
Oh yeah, I know what that song is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from the first three notes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Those three notes did not help me. We're actually going to talk about Xbox. So. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. Great segue. Thank you. Thank you. That was seamless. <laughs> Just like the door delivery service that doesn't exist anymore, I don't think. I haven't used Seamless in forever. I think anyway. they're owned by, they own Grubhub, I thought. I thought Grubhub bought them out. I don't know. Anyway, oh, maybe multi-platform around, yeah. Xbox Live is our main quest. Hold on, I've been talking a lot, so I'm going to let you talk. Walk us yeah. through this one. So this is an interesting one. So basically, GDC is next month, Game Developer mm-hmm. Conference, and Microsoft's going to have an event there, and there was a schedule that was on GDC's website, and the schedule just straight up said that they're going to be do- showing off a cross-platform uh, uh, support for Xbox Live. And in the description, it mentioned um, it mentioned Switch, it mentions Android, it mentions iOS. Um, the, one of the quotes here is: "Developers will be able to bake cross-platform Xbox Live achievements, social systems, and multiplayer into games um, that built for mobile devices and Nintendo Switch." Um, did I include the multiplayer part in there? I like totally overlooked that. I'm going to delete this fact check thing I put in this. It just doesn't say multiplayer because it does. Mm. I'm taking that out. Um, I was an idiot. So anyway. I'm still confused multiplayer. I still have a lot of questions with multiplayer. But it's interesting, this idea of multi-platform Xbox Live. The multiplayer part in particular has me kind of concerned because I don't know what that's going to look like. Meaning that, like, because it's very vague in the description. They don't mention a whole lot. It actually was taken down now as well. Um, The part that's concerning to me is what this means in terms of cross-play. Does this mean that if I want to play... On like take Rocket League as, as an example. I'm on my Switch. I want to play with somebody who's on an Xbox. Do I have to subscribe to Xbox Live to play with that person on Xbox Live, or mm. will crossplay still just work as we expect it to right now? Mm. That's my concern about this. Other than that, it's a great idea. Hmm. I have three kind of thoughts as to kind of how this might work. Yeah. My first and most plausible thing that I think is going to happen with this is that it's actually just a way for you to get achievements from Microsoft games that might be elsewhere. Most importantly, Minecraft. That's so you log in with yeah. your Xbox gamer tag in the Minecraft game on Switch, and you start getting Xbox achievements, mm-hmm. which is something that they did years ago, like six or seven years ago with a game called Wordament on iPhone, hmm. which is like a, a boggle-type game where you earn yeah. Xbox achievements so it's something that they've kind of rolled out to mobile a long time ago, and I feel like this is just kind of an expansion of that driven by Minecraft. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's what it's going to mostly end up being. I think, like, the next version of of probably not going to happen, but maybe, is, like, uh, the ability for you to play and stream Xbox type services. Like, mm-hmm. um, if you are a Game Pass member. Yeah. Maybe Nintendo gets a cut of that or iOS gets a cut of that and then you're accessing your game library on that device instead. And then I forgot what my third one was. So we're going to stick with those two. <laughs> <laughs> Either Minecraft achievements or streaming those Xbox services. I'm going to look at that list again to see if they mention... Okay, I typed in multiplayer oh. in there. They don't mention multiplayer on the actual site. Oh, so you're a liar. The, okay. Yeah, so the, the actual <laughs> quote is, they can now take their gaming achievement history, their friends list, um, their clubs, and more with them to almost every screen. Let me see if I'm missing it anywhere else. You guys can keep talking. I'll let you know. Okay. I find Here's it. the other thing I think it might be, is uh, a, a support kind of SDK of tools, similar to what Epic came out with 
a few months ago for Fortnite. You know how they said, hey, now that crossplay is a big thing, we want to make this tool set available to everyone to build crossplay and cross-platform play into all of your games for free. I think this just might be the Xbox version of it. And rather than running through Epic's kind of way of things, it's like, oh, it's all just linked with your Xbox Live account. Mm-hmm. And it's technically, quote, on Switch, on iOS, on Android, but it's more of just like a way for you to use Microsoft's tools for crossplay instead of hmm. Epic or any other service. Hmm. So the article quote says it includes multiplayer, but then the quote they show of what Microsoft says never says multiplayer. Ooh. Mm, um, mystery. Um, but, it's, but it is confusing though the phrasing because they'll say things like Xbox Live is about to get much bigger it's expanding from 400 million gaming devices to reach um, two, to billion, 2 billion devices in total when they just say Xbox Live is expanding it sounds right. like they're going to bring mm. multiplayer over uh. so it's totally plausible um, my thing is would Nintendo even allow that mm. Do you would Nintendo hear... allow Sorry. you to buy Xbox Live for your Switch in that manner like, would you buy it in replacement of Nintendo Switch Online? You have to buy both to access. There's just – there's a lot of wonkiness that I don't think they're going to have work – I just don't see how that would work out. Can I can I pitch my crackpot theory for next generation? What's going to happen? As yes. long as it's not <clears throat> actually related to crack because crack I have a whack. crackpot no. theory too, so I'm curious to get okay, to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So next generation, Nintendo's going to keep doing their uh, – thing making their own games weird hardware and it works so they're going to keep doing that playstation is going to become a brand where it's a cheap way to get a really powerful system to get people into gaming xbox is going to become um just a streaming service it's it's going to be a box but it's also going to be a cloud right and it's everywhere and that's what they mean with this so next generation each of the three maybe four with pc uh gaming Things are going to branch off into their own niches. That's my crazy theory. <laughs> I think that would be really good for each of them as like finally differentiating themselves from each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'd ever see... I mean, we'll see Xbox, I'm sure, on Nintendo somehow, but I don't know if we'd ever see Xbox on a PS4 or oh, a true, PS5. Oh, true, true. Yeah. Even just having like Halo on my phone would be pretty cool. I'd be okay with yeah, that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, made... Uh, you mean... An Xbox version of Halo you can play on your phone, or no. like a mobile version of Halo. No, like um, if if they figure out streaming and all that, oh, like gotcha, if they okay, stream Halo Infinite to yeah. my phone and I'm on yes. the train and I'm playing, it's gonna go there. There's like no way it's not gonna go there in the oh, future. Please, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. Um, my thing is that if multi, like as soon as i started thinking about the whole like multiplayer and xbox live having to pay for xbox live to use it on switch i'm like oh games is going to go to service model and that's one of the best ways to do it it used to be that you would have xbox live to get your xbox online now it's going to be that's it's like saying facebook twitter and like linkedin are all sites that you can just pay into access and you have certain friends and certain sites if you want to have access to all your friends and all the sites you pay for all the services so if you want to do crossplay for all the consoles you have to buy playstation plus xbox live and nintendo switch and that's how they're going to maintain a service model in the next generation of consoles that's how you're going to get basically the one console for everyone really just because that one console can access all the services mm-hmm. that sounds like a step backwards from crossplay. i agree but <laughs> how else will sony do it true. sony's only going to want to do it if they're going to make money off of it and how will they make money off of it that way right there 
So I'm not saying this saying I want this to happen. I'm just saying is <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah. I can see that happening. My silver lining to that, though, is that I don't think Phil Spencer would do that, considering his line of when we think about something to do that's unprecedented, is it good for us or is it good for the consumer? And I think that model is really only good for Microsoft. It's not good for the consumer. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. So I look at this. The future... I think next gen, it could be more interesting. Like it could just be honestly just a way to get xCloud or whatever that's called onto other devices. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do you want to mm-hmm. stream whatever to this device? You just have the Xbox Live app. It's there. It's available. Honestly, with the wording the way that it is, and I mean, we'll see at GDC. They'll tell us whatever's actually going to happen. I'm thinking it's just a social app. So like that's you can look achievements, too, yeah. friends, clubs. So pretty much download this on your mobile device, download this on your Switch. And you can use your Xbox parties. Because right now, mm-hmm. the, the Xbox app, you can go into a party on the app. So I'm thinking, for me personally, it's like, I'm going to download the Xbox app, put it in the background of my Switch, and actually have a functional party chat system <laughs> while playing Switch games instead of having to jump a bunch of hoops. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think immediately it's going to be anything crazy. I honestly don't. Like, multiplayer going through the Xbox Live, that doesn't that doesn't seem to help. Like you said, it doesn't help anybody but Microsoft. So why would Nintendo agree to it? I honestly think it's just a social app to start, and we'll see in the future. I'm sure it'll become something bigger. But we only have to wait a month for GDC. But I don't right, think yeah. at launch it's going to be it'll, – mm-hmm. it'll probably just be like you can use Party Chat on different systems, mm-hmm. honestly. I Yeah, I agree with you guys on, on that as well. I think like thinking about someone like Chad who like loves trophies – Imagine if you're earning trophies for Minecraft on your PlayStation 4, that would entice you to consider an Xbox more because those achievements that you got are going to carry over. And that's like someone like Chad, Chad's a trophy whore. You're just a totally a trophy whore. Oh, so many trophies. <laughs> so that'll make you say like, oh, it's okay. I'll play Minecraft on my other system because I'll still unlock my stuff on my main console. Or again just to compel you to go to that console eventually mm-hmm. as well sure it's kind of an extension of that cross progression yeah i feel like we got three yeah, perspectives exactly. here we got the optimist the pessimist and the realist <laughs> <laughs> that's dope anything left to say about that whole uh, situation well we will learn more about that in a month and for now, we are going to take a back seat because we are so fucking humble. And we're going to allow our guests to uh, bring a topic of their choice for discussion. Um, Adam, let's start with you and your topic that you uh, have brought with us. What do you got? Well, I brought it to you guys earlier. So I'm going to let you guys pick out of what I told you earlier. What sounds better to you guys? I'm going to be humble on this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the point of the segment. Damn it. <laughs> I already write answers for both of them, so I'm, I'm whichever one's fine by me. Let's go with our um, pile of shame, backlog, things we haven't played that are atrocious to other people. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll let one of um, you guys start that out. I'll I'll start this one. Actually, I I'm, I have three games, technically four games, on here. One is atrocious to Chad. And the other two were <laughs> atrocious to me. <laughs> One, uh, Wolfenstein. I haven't played Wolfenstein before. Chad reminds me of this almost on a weekly basis that I need to play Wolfenstein. <laughs> play Wolfenstein, especially so, Wolfenstein. Uh, Wolfenstein, the new the new ones on current consoles. Um, and then also Mario Galaxy. I've never played oh. Mario Galaxy before. Really think I should play that. And for someone who loves Metroid as much as I do, I've never played Prime 2 or 3. 
or finished fusion. So I guess it's <laughs> three games in one there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty ashamed about that. See, that's exactly what I was thinking about is Metroid Prime. You're like, oh my God, Metroid Prime is one of my favorite games of all it time. Is. It I, is. I've never played two or three. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh my God, Mass Effect is my favorite series of all time, oh, but I've I never played the third three. one. <laughs> yep. That's a different story. That's a different story. That just story. blows my mind about Mass you. Effect I don't three understand. For a very it. specific reason, I didn't play that. I don't know why you'd stop at three. Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, I had a 360 here in Rhode Island. I moved to Texas and I was not allowed to bring my 360 with me. So mm-hmm. for five years, I didn't have access to my 360 anymore. And it just, after five years, I just didn't want to go back and play that game because other things I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess that's forgivable. i think for me um there are so many games on my backlog like classics that you should be playing everyone's favorite final fantasy like is always final fantasy 9 and something i've I've owned now on three different systems or i've never played it um but i think maybe the biggest thing is dark souls 3 (laughs) i love that game so much and i had such a blast with it and I'm literally like on the final boss. I've, I I've him. that's it. That's all I have to do. And it's been that way for a year and change. But now it's gonna be so much harder because you should because fight I've, him when you're when the controls are fresh in your mind and you I know. know what you're doing. But for being Excuse such yourself. a fan of of Demon Souls and Bloodborne and then Dark Souls three, and I was just like, just finish the fucking game. <laughs> just beat one boss I never, I've never even attempted the final boss I don't even know what he looks like could be hard, could be super easy I've for some reason just never done it so stupid shame shame shame, shame. <laughs> what about you Sam, what do you got? oh, um I think mine would have to be it's not as old as like Metroid Prime but it's definitely Horizon Zero Dawn like yes uh, that game was one of the reasons why i got a playstation 4 and i got a copy from my buddy he like lent it to me and it's just collecting dust on the shelf <laughs> oh my god yeah so Horizon Zero Dawn, 4k Horizon hdr Dawn right here <laughs> ps4 pro uh, oh man that game is so freaking beautiful i love it so i'll much. agree to that at least Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'll get to it one day. I don't know. Holden's got a lot of bad opinions. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Adam, what's yours? All right, I've got a couple. I'll just throw them out here real quick. Um, So 3D Mario's, I've gotten to halfway through Sunshine and haven't played anything after that. So no Wii games, no Wii U, have not played Odyssey. Whoa. Played, played in Beat 64, halfway through Sunshine, just not compelled to go. I love the 2D ones, but 3D... If have you, you like owned the 2D those ones? I've owned all the systems that they've come on. I just never bought them. If you like the 2D ones, play 3D Land and 3D World. They're very similar to the 2D games. They're just 3D versions of the 2D games. Yeah, I played an hour of them and didn't like them. Oh, oh like them. in your yeah. face, Holden. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was fine, but I was like, I'm not. I played at a friend's house. I'm like, I'm not going to buy because, you know, they never go on sale. I'm like, I'm not going to spend $60. Yeah, I like, it's fine, but I'm not spending yeah. that much money for this game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's me. I mean, whatever. 64 is probably the best one. Anyways, um, <laughs> I've got one on here. It's so funny. Okay, so I'm assuming here everyone has it's played. It's the best one. <laughs> uh, well, it's the most nostalgic. Um, everyone's played Skyrim, I'm assuming, right? And I'm assuming some of you no. bought it multiple times. I have, one I've never game. bought or played Skyrim. Oh, wow. One of those yeah. guys. Okay. I'm one of those guys. I have not beaten Skyrim either, but I have played it 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've bought that, I think, about four times. But that's leading to, I was like, hey, Witcher 3 looks good. I've bought that game twice now, and I've only beaten about two hours of it and just won't go back to it. I have tried to play that game so many times. I've gotten the farthest is 10 hours in, and I just can't do it either. I, I, you're, it's okay. You don't have to continue playing it. You can stop. <laughs> I'm done with it. Um, let's see what else is on here. I guess I'll go for, I've never played, again, I always play these games for like an hour or two and then stop. I've only played one Final Fantasy game and I played it for two hours and put it down and never touched another one. Which one was it? I played 10. Okay. When it came out though. So it's not like 10 years afterwards, but I was just like, I I don't know. I'm not on this weeb stuff. I can't do this. (laughs) I was was probably like 11 years old. Like I can't, I can't do this weeb stuff. Um, (laughs) So no, I never, I missed seven and all and eight, nine and the ones that everyone thinks are great. I just never come to me. So like whenever people are like, oh, seven remake and I'm just make jokes. I'm like, you'll play the game in 2030. Episode one or part one of it or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the last for me is Metal Gear. I do not like Metal Gear at all i've tried to play them my problem is and my friends have told me this already my first game i ever tried to play metal gear was four and after that i was like i'm done i'm never this doesn't make any sense (laughs) i don't think the gameplay was good and i just like anytime my friend tried to explain to me the story of metal gear and i'm like are you on acid because (laughs) (laughs) this doesn't make sense. now i have played a little bit of five and i think the gameplay is good yeah, like he's like, you got to play all of them. The story is great. I'm like, no, dog. Like at the at this moment, those games are too old for the gameplay. And you're explaining to me like what a third grader would write if you, if I said write <laughs> uh, write an espionage movie mixed with fantasy mixed with Care Bears. Like I'm like, no, this makes any sense. So I I, I can't dig Metal Gear. Uh, Woof! Shots fired. <laughs> are you gonna play? No, any? you're totally right about all of the. Uh... All of the plot of Metal Gear Solid is so like crazy and weird and stupid and ridiculous, but also I really love all of the characters and all of the things that happen to. But <laughs> he it's... lost me at when I guess it's three when he's like, "All right, it's a big boss," and then they make clones of him, and he's in the jungle with an old guy in a wheelchair, and then the dude shoots bees out of his mouth. I'm like, and then he's like, but, it's, <laughs> "But it's a serious espionage game." I'm like, "No, it's not. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, what are you talking about?" So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although Metal Gear Solid 4 is the most fan service game of all time. Yeah, and I if just you're, like if you're a fan of the franchise and, like, mm-hmm. and then you play Metal Gear Solid 4, it's it's like, "Oh my god, this is the best thing ever." Mm. But I have no idea how it might be if you're jumping in, you might not care about any of it. I didn't know any of the others. He was old and then there's robots who mooed and I was like, "I'm done. I can't <laughs> I can't do this." But that's it for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite things about our uh, about our podcast and the barf segment in particular is that it helps to cross things off my list of shame. Like, for so many things, like Castlevania this year and Super Metroid and Earthbound. Bioshock. And Link to the Past. Like, mm. so many games that, like, are on that shame list I've played because we've, like, made them a priority. Uh, barf is kind of like our Game of the Month club. Yeah. Where we say everybody plays this game this month and then we'll talk about it at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're forced to go back and play, well, forced you know, in quotes, it, you do get yeah. a new perspective because, like, there are old games that I haven't touched. But if someone was like, "You need to play this," maybe you'll have an appreciation. Like, maybe if I went back to Metal Gear Solid, and now even with the controls, maybe I'd find something to appreciate about it. And I, I just haven't mm-hmm. tried to. So maybe I would like Metal yeah. Gear if I tried it at the beginning. Just uh, if they make Metal Gear One in the Fox Engine that Metal Gear Five was, it, oh my god, Ooh. that's the perfect game. It's so good. That would require Konami to make games, though. 
<laughs> right, and not yeah. pachinko machines. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for bringing that uh, wonderful, lovely discussion to uh, the table. We're going to wrap up with no, game on got, game. No, wait. We got what? Sam's topic as well. Did we not Hold already on. do that? <gasps> I'm so sorry, Sam. I, you're good. totally right. You're totally right. <laughs> so Sam, <laughs> what is your topic? <laughs> um, yeah, so I kind of just thought of another one in my head while we were talking. I hope it's not running too long of a show, though. Um, no, no, you're totally fine. Okay. This is actually a little bit shorter than our some recent episodes. Excellent. You're totally fine. Go okay. for it. Talk as long as you want. So um, the first thing, the first thought, and you can tell me if it's a good idea or not, is that um, I want Animal Crossing to be on all the systems in the world. Like how Fortnite is. It's on mobile. It's on um, Switch, PS4, PC. I want it to be everywhere because I think it's really good for kids to learn how to be friends and learn how to be nice. Um, And that comes from kind of like where I work. I work with a lot of kids that have gone through trauma um, or have cognitive disabilities and that kind of stuff. And one thing that we focus on is uh, learning how to be nice to one another and how to do things for other people without expecting anything back. And the best example I found of that is Animal Crossing, because there's no combat. You're not killing anything. <laughs> you're working hard to pay Except off your, your house. crops, maybe. maybe. Yeah, if you don't take care of those flowers. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, the goal of the game is to just be nice. You, sometimes you'll get things back, sometimes you don't. Um, certain people show up on this day, sometimes they won't, and people come in and out. And I think that's a very realistic way of how the world works, even though it's like all talking to animals and everyone's cute. Um, <laughs> but it's more realistic than something like Fortnite. Where And I do think Fortnite's great. Like It's an amazing product, and it's free, and there's teamwork and communication involved. So I'm not bashing Fortnite or anything. But I think there should be an Animal Crossing kind of equivalent to a game like Fortnite. Um, where kids can play and just learn to be friends. I love that idea. We talked, I think, two weeks ago. I had mentioned how, while I was a child, games like Zelda Ocarina of Time made an impression, like a subliminal impression on me, where Mm -hmm. like I developed certain skills, like critical thinking and problem solving and Mm -hmm. things like that. And I think that that would be an amazing tool to help kids, you know, develop those interpersonal skills at a young age, whether it's subconsciously or whether they know that they're kind of working on that. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. And that's actually, like, I'm trying to think right now if there's any games out there that kind of do that on a wide basis. Well, um, Stardew Valley might be a close example. Um, yeah. That's a little more mature, though, right? There's the whole marrying mechanic in there, and you are killing bats or something in the caves. Um, Minecraft is actually really good, too, because it's, like, working mm-hmm. towards um, products or crafting and all that, getting resources. Yeah. Um, but there is still combat in that game, which is kind of what is a sensitive issue with these kids is violence. Um, So that's why I think like animal crossing is the most popular one off the top of my head. And I think it's wasted being trapped on a Nintendo console, unless somebody just rips it off, (laughs) spreads it everywhere. (laughs) I won't be spamming them lossing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? No, I mean, I I totally agree. It kind of goes back to the whole idea of like, people view video games as the for the most violent video games that there mm. are and i think that people need to see games like animal crossing to say hey like there are really good lessons that can be learned from video games it mm-hmm. is not all violence it is a wide range of valuable experiences mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i actually hadn't really thought of animal crossing in that context before but you're totally right i mean it's about saving up money to build a better house mm-hmm. and like in 
that's a good lesson to learn as yeah. as a kid is is hey be careful with your money like build up goals and and do work to achieve those goals mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they do that very well as a gameplay mechanic and making that fun mm-hmm. i never thought like i actually want i have two brothers that are 13 and 7 like i want to get animal crossing on switch when it comes out for them now oh, because yeah. i think it's a really good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah, I just hope Animal Crossing goes wider someday, or <laughs> the indie version of it. Um, well, we're kind of yeah. on that with uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf, right? Coming out on mobile devices, so we're Pocket like, Camp. That's oh. what it is. Pocket. Yeah. What is New Leaf? New Leaf the 3DS version. Yeah. I full disclosure don't give a shit about Animal Crossing as a franchise. It's a weird game. (laughs) Yes. But, uh, I mean, yeah, having it available in some form on mobile, I think, is a good kind of first step, especially being free-to-play. The the thing with the Pocket Camp, the mobile one, is that um, one of the things in Animal Crossing is the world moves around in the the 3DS um, while you're not there. In Pocket Camp, you're just kind of doing fetch quests um, and like, if you don't play the game, just kind of waits until you're back and you do these things for your, um, for the animal people that are visiting. Um, whereas like in the regular games, like people come and go. Um, and then, yeah. So that's the difference there. Between yeah. Like the you two. can gotcha. set up a play date and you can like, okay, well, I'm going to meet up with so-and-so at her house at this time. And like, you'll just go there and just hang out with each other. And like, that's not in pocket camp. All that social stuff's not really there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although they have a good friendship system in pocket camp where like you, the more you do things for your friends, you earn a higher level of friendship with them. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see that come to the newer games as well. Cause that's mm-hmm. also kind of a good way of implementing those ideas. Yeah. If only it was in real life, you can see everyone's friendship level above everyone's head. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a Black Mirror episode about that, and it's oh. really creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the, the rate your friends kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's called Nosedive. Yeah, it's a good oh. episode. See, Black no. Mirror is a barf for me. <laughs> uh, there we go. <laughs> Looking it's a good show. Yeah. Just don't Definitely. watch Bandersnatch. It's not really Black Mirror. Oh, Bandersnatch is not worth it. Oh, it's really okay. bad. Okay, okay. Now this is a tangent. Especially if why does if everyone hate that like, kid? Why does everyone hate the kid that looks like the kid from Toy Story in that in that show? Oh, ben, ben Bandersnatch. And Bandersnatch. Oh, yeah. the blonde haired guy. Yeah. I feel it, everything oh, is just yeah. written so poorly. Yeah. Like all the dialogue is so bad. The story like is so bad. Oh, I said, I mean, sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. it's it's just all so awful. Hmm. It just feels pointless. Not, it, there's nothing about it that is Black Mirror. It's just uh, branding for the sake of marketing. That's it. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I still got to watch that too. That's on my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got some time. Sam, did you, you said you had maybe another one that came to you. Yes. You wanna, Sorry. You want to bring that up? Because uh, we are so fucking extra humble today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so much humbleness going around. <laughs> um, so this is just something that came up uh, as we were talking, uh, just a thought. And it's that people like to watch playthroughs of games and then say they and then have a real opinion on it so like um mm. so i that's like a pet peeve of mine i'm like you didn't play the game like playing the game is half the experience probably more it's a game not a movie um and, and then <laughs> yeah. and then they have the audacity to be like oh i didn't really like god of war or oh i thought uncharted <laughs> was good and it, but it's like good as a movie mm-hmm. but it's not it's different when it's a game right it's just a pet yeah. peeve I don't need to my, uh, one of my pet peeves is when people 
don't play the game, don't watch the game, but they form very strong opinions about other people's <laughs> opinions based on the game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Got- uh, I can definitely get that. As someone who grew up watching my brother play a lot of games, mm-hmm. I can understand, you know, like forming that opinion around a game based on what you're watching. I, occasionally, we would take turns, like, hand off the controller. It's hard to do with RPGs and stuff like that, though. But um, the, you're absolutely right. There's definitely a difference between playing a game and watching a game for a lot of stuff. For mm-hmm. instance, like um, something like God of War. Like watching it, you can still get a lot out of it, but actually playing it and timing out the combat and all of that kind of stuff is very different. Mm-hmm. But then you get to a game where you play like um, like something from Quantic Dream or uh, Until Dawn, something like that, where mm-hmm. it can very much be a social experience that you're all participating in, mm-hmm. but you're not actively driving with the controller. That I think, I think it is more of a game to game basis. But you're right. You, yeah. There, for most games, there's definitely a big difference in playing it than watching it. Yeah. And, like, part of that thought also comes from the fact I really, uh, really respect Celeste a lot. Because the gameplay is such a huge oh, yeah. part of the mm-hmm. narrative it's going to tell. And the whole the overall theme of the game. So, I think if you, like, look at Celeste and be like, oh, that's not for me. It's like, that's not why the game is good. Not because of the graphics. Right. Yeah. Well, even the Soulsborne games are like that. Like, I love playing Bloodborne, but my roommates hated watching me play. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they did. But I'm like, no, if you play it, it's it's amazing. Like, when you're getting grossed in the combat, like, it's the most boring thing to watch ever. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I feel like that's huh? the same thing about strategy games, too. I, I watched a, a roommate in college play Fire Emblem. I was like, this is the most boring fucking thing on the planet. And he's like, no, it's so good. And I've, I've never picked one up because of that experience. But I'm sure if I did, it would be great. Yeah. But then how many times have we looked at a gameplay trailer like that looks like it's going to be bad and having never touched it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then Tell you the actually play you're like that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Like yep. like I, I, I do think graphics are important because you are looking at it at the whole time, but it shouldn't be the whole package kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sam, for two of your topics. I let you go extra long since I cut you off the first time. Ah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to now transition into Game on Game Show, where we play a game on our game show called Game on on our gaming show, Game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's again, video game, Would You Rather? And again, starts we- starts fine and then gets weird. <laughs> so we're going to start really simple. We just I throw out a scenario, and we just talk about which one you'd rather do. And they are... Sometimes ever so loosely video game related. <laughs> Number one, thinking about Bioshock in that world, would you rather own a luxury apartment in Rapture during its prime or in Columbia during its prime? Columbia is the sky city from mm. Bioshock Infinite. Hmm. So underwater in Rapture or up in the sky in Columbia. This isn't fair. I've only played Bioshock 1 and half of 2. I haven't played Infinite. But you've seen Columbia, right? Yeah, but I haven't experienced Columbia. I really right. don't know much about it, so I, I can't say. But Rapture so is a big cool... buildings in the sky. I think there's you, a Jack. dope, <laughs> there's a dope like zipline type system but from building to building. What's the, building what's the culture building? like? Like Rapture had a very um, like kind of fifties kind of vibe to it's it. It's super patriotic. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like everything's all about like the founding fathers and America everywhere and. Hmm. versus the Ayn Rand, like, Atlas Shrugged version of okay. Rapture Underwater. Yeah, I think just based on aesthetic alone, I would choose Columbia. Just because it's, like, fresh air, uh, 
just everyone seemed really happy. There were like those power ups. I forgot what they were called in that game, but the, you plasmids. Could, yeah, in um, Infinite, and they were selling them on the street like food. So, yeah, yeah, weird. Um, so Columbia has my vote. Yeah, the crazy- I like the aesthetic of of Rapture. Like the underwater and and all of the neon and the old timey mm-hmm. music and all of that kind of shit, like that was super cool. But then they also have smoking in there. I'm not a big fan of smoking, and there's no <laughs> way to go outside to avoid it because it's all underwater. No, mm-hmm. just go outside. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, most of Rapture. I mean, I've haven't played Bioshock in forever. We never. How, how, do we see it in its prime? We don't. Oh. We we just have, get tastes of what it was like from like the advertisements and from some of the uh, audio segments and videos and stuff like that. I would probably say Rapture, just because we don't know. So in my head, I can imagine how good it was. And while <laughs> Columbia does prop, does look cooler, I do like that. The extreme patriotism. I mean, once you get farther into that game, there's uh, there's some problems with some of that stuff. Yeah. So I would go to Rapture. Plus, I kind of like the fifties vibe like the alternate like the fallout you know alternate 50s sort of vibe but just yep. put me underwater i I can dig that <laughs> hold on you made a choice yet i'm rapture. I'm rapture heck yeah we're all gonna live in rapture together all right see you later <laughs> <laughs> number two this is another super tame one would you rather analog sticks were never invented or shoulder buttons and triggers were never invented <sighs> I'm going to say shoulder buttons and triggers were never invented. Yeah. Because we could just go to, this would be, imagine this. Imagine an original Xbox controller with the black and the white button. Mm-hmm. And then put the other two, and see, that was the pretty much the bumpers. So let's just put another two buttons on top of the left side. There's your buttons and your triggers and your shoulder buttons. And everything works just fine. I need the analog sticks to play any kind of 360 you know, emergent world. Like, you can't use just a D-pad. I guess you yeah. could just put two D-pads instead of analog sticks. Could we do that? Oh, that <laughs> you could. Horrible. I mean, that's kind of what the N64 did, right? You had movement on one. God, and yeah, you could, like, you're right. Turn that the was awful. With the C buttons. That was so mm. bad. So, no, you're right. I gotta I gotta go for <laughs> no, no triggers and no bumpers because that 64 controller was it's the worst thing. I, yeah, I, I agree with taking away the, the shoulder buttons as well because I can get away with using the face buttons for what the shoulder buttons were used for. Nothing else can replace the joysticks. What about gyroscopic controls? Hell no. Absolutely not. (laughs) That's the whole reason why you hated Horizon. But for subtle adjustments on things, not to move my character around. Like I'm thinking about in some mobile games (laughs) early on, you used to have like Super Monkey Ball. You used to have to move your character around by by using the uh, accelerometer. Granted, it wasn't a gyroscope yet, so it wasn't as accurate as a gyroscope is, but... No, hell no. Absolutely not. Not going back to that. <laughs> hmm. I just find it would be so difficult because you can't move with the joysticks and also like hit if, if one of those buttons is fire, you'd have to stop moving or stop turning in a direction or something like that in order to fire. You could click Unless into you fire. Unless you like do a claw. Click. <gasps> there you go. Click into fire. Hmm. All right. Hmm. All right. It'd be weird, okay. but it'd work. Yeah, I don't. Right. I think there are a lot more workarounds for keeping the analog six and there are for shoulder buttons mm-hmm. i don't know this is a tough one for me <laughs> i feel like like i i play mostly shooters so it's like i can't have one or the other <laughs> yeah. uh, i do like the two like an extra two d-pads or something i think so i think i'll get rid of the analog sticks but i think i need those shoulder buttons to it's like a gun pew pew yep gotta have those triggers <laughs> yeah. all right number three 
Are you guys familiar with the Tyrant or Mr. X from Resident Evil 2? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen videos. Gotcha. He's, <laughs> he's a big, giant guy who follows you around the entire police station, and if he gets close enough, just punches you into oblivion. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, so, would you rather the Tyrant from Resident Evil 2 follows you around Universal Studios Florida while you <laughs> wait in line for your rides, or follows you around Costco on a Saturday? Hmm. Is this the it's real so Tyrant? This is the real Tyrant, yes. <laughs> this is easy. I'd rather him follow me around in Costco because I think I could get away in the Costco much more easily than a line at an amusement park. It's Costco on a Saturday. I know. I know. I can so, still get around. Does Mr. X also have to wait in the line? Like, does he also join the line to get me? Or does he come? No, so that's part of the thing. Like, across Universal Studios, that's it's big. You can run away and be fine for a while. Mm. But if you're waiting in line, Not long enough, you though. hear the stomps. Some of those... So if you go, like, on a Monday morning, maybe, when there's no one there, mm-hmm. you could ride through all the rides just fine. And you may have to, like, leave the line halfway through for a couple of them. But then you also get to ride the rides. Well, hold on, you're not a big ride anyway. You're not a big I ride love person Six anyway. Flags. I like going to Six Flags. Yeah, but you don't ride the roller coasters. I do ride them. What do you think I am? Heartless? <laughs> <laughs> I See, love roller coasters with spinning rides, love water parks. Hmm. I wouldn't want yeah. tyrants to be ruining that experience. I don't like being <laughs> in Costco anyway, so might as well ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. fear with the rides is like, all right, you ran away from them. Everything's good. You get on a roller coaster and then like four seats back he gets in <laughs> and you're just stuck on a roller coaster with him right behind you so yeah, I'd go or Costco. you get strapped in and you pull the harness down and then you just see him waiting at the exit for you yeah oh, and there's nothing you can do because yeah. you're locked in so let, just wait to die real quick mm-hmm. yeah i think right. I, I i think would... i do the costco get some food on the way yeah, <laughs> while you're exactly. running for your life oh There's yeah some get samples. some samples yeah mm-hmm. oh heck yeah <laughs> Also, like, right. maybe maybe Tyrant also would be distracted by the samples himself, so just giving you some extra time to get away. Like, <laughs> I need to get Holden here, but there are some mozzarella sticks over here. I need to get those first. <laughs> but you can't get as far away from him in Costco, so he's kind of – the threat is more there. Costco can be pretty big. Did you see Idiocracy? They can get huge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number four. In a Metroid-like turn of events – these both have to do with, with clothing and losing your clothing. <clears throat> in a Metroid-like turn of events, every Monday, someone punches you in the face and steals your clothes. And then you have to spend all week gathering your outfit again, garment by garment, from across the city. <laughs> <laughs> or, in a Battle Royale-like turn of events, every Monday, you get dropped into an Old Navy with 99 other people. And there are only 100 <laughs> outfits, ranging from infant girls to obese men. Which would you rather choose? A hundred naked people in an old navy. <laughs> <laughs> some of them get clothes that are appropriate. Some of them have to wear toddler clothes. <laughs> hmm. Versus the other one where you have to go to work. You know, at least the nakedness is isolated to old navy. Everyone mm-hmm. comes out with some kind of clothing. Mm-hmm. I think but I do the old. You navy. might not find all your clothes the other way. Yeah, I think I do the old navy. Um, I don't mind wearing toddler girl clothes <laughs> like it's everyone else that has to see me right <laughs> um yeah i do old navy too because I'm, I'm actually good at battle royal and i learned the meta after probably the first two weeks and i'd be real good at getting the good clothes and knocking everybody else out 
So I, like, <laughs> I would have the best chance. Instead of trying to go across the city, finding my, like, oh, man, like, I'll just beat up a kid and take my, <laughs> and take my cargo shorts and be good to go. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. I mean, but if you find your clothes really quickly in the Metroid scenario, like, you might be able to find them all, like, right off the bat, and then you're good. Those are your clothes. They fit well for the next week. That's the thing, too. Are you playing for a whole week? Are you, quote unquote, playing the same Metroid game every week? Are they going to be the same locations every week? Which is no, different locations. locations. Okay. Because that's a good reason you mentioned. You can find them all quickly. But then also, it's like you're naked alone or you're naked with a bunch of other people. So at least it's like you're not as embarrassed because you're not alone. Yeah. I'll take that one, Old Navy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would do the Metroid one just because I could like – if I did the Old Navy one and I get like a Toddler Girl tutu, <clears throat> that's what I'm wearing for the whole week versus the Metroid one. I might be naked for like a day, but then I'm wearing my clothes if I find them soon enough or at least a piece of my clothing. <laughs> just like rocking around in a hoodie and no underwear, no socks, no nothing. Yeah. <laughs> just a sock on my junk and that's it. <laughs> and there's some areas that are inaccessible until you get – your shirts and your shoes oh, and your that's right yep all that yeah no shirt no shoes no service but no pants is okay <laughs> and number five <laughs> sam i promise you i came up with this one before you told me about your topic okay number five would you rather play animal crossing or get a colonoscopy <laughs> <laughs> i would choose colonoscopy <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about colonoscopies. They're uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know this from personal experience, but I've, I know a lot of people who have had them. A little camera goes in, they inflate a little balloon, they go, and then they go a little further, inflate a little balloon, it goes, and they blow it up. And then the cool part is afterwards, you get a lot of the loudest, funniest, longest farts of humankind. <laughs> and I think that makes it completely worth it. You get so many laughs and joy from that. That it totally more than makes up for all the boredom you'd get with Animal Crossing. <laughs> How long do I have to play Animal Crossing? Three hours. Mm-hmm. How long is the colonoscopy? Colonoscopy is whatever the average length of a colonoscopy <laughs> is. I don't know, 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. But then the farts last for a good like hour or two afterwards. Do you have to play that three hours straight? Yes. Animal Crossing is a hard game to play for three hours straight. Mm-hmm. Sounds like we all want a colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I've played Animal Crossing before, but I've never gotten a colonoscopy. So <laughs> trying new experiences. There you go. Twenty nineteen, yeah. new you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll take the 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 Animal Crossing. I don't I don't want a colonoscopy. I really just don't want one. <laughs> yeah. At least they'll have some charming music and stuff, and hopefully I'll run to some different things in the day at Animal Crossing. I'd make it work. I'd make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Mm, I guess Animal Crossing, and my farts are already bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're split then. Well, thank you guys for joining us for Game on Game Show, our game show on our game on game, the game show and the show that has a game on it. And we're game on the game show. <laughs> uh, that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to give you another opportunity to plug whatever you want, wherever people can find you, whatever you do that's cool. Sam, go for it. Sure. So um, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I do photography, portrait photography on Instagram. Like not really gaming related, but it's another hobby of mine. Uh 
I'm at samsam.yvr. So S-A-M-S-A-M.yvr. Uh, if you want to see some portrait photos. Um, and I'm trying to start a podcast. I just have to do it. Life gets in the way. Um, but you can also get all the updates on Instagram at Blue Zone Podcast. So blue.zone.podcast. And it's going to be about self-care and mental health. And I'll see where it goes. I'll see if it actually happens. So far, it's just a blank Instagram Perfect. page. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We'll put both of those in the show notes. So if you guys are looking, listening to the podcast, just check the description. We'll have them in there. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, Adam, go for it. Yeah, you can get all my stuff's on Twitter. Um, so you can just follow me at, at Adam Gumby. Like Gumby as in like the claymation uh, character. With his show Do you back have a pokey? I have a pokey toy. That's dope. <laughs> I had that one since I was unironically, I actually got that as a present. Um, so yeah, Adam Gumby on Twitter, and that leaves links to my other shows that I'm doing. But uh, ECG, wait, EC Games Pod is my podcasting Twitter. So, but you can just go to Adam Gumby and find all my links are in my description. So that's where you can find the stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Thanks again, gentlemen, for joining us. Remind. Oh, one other thing. Um, I think this is still going on. If you guys get an opportunity, anyone who's listening, and you've enjoyed anything we've ever done, there's an opportunity called The Up and Comer on Kind of Funny. A lot of you guys are joining us from as Kind of Funny best friends. Mm -hmm. If you can go to kindoffunny.com slash upandcomer and nominate us for the opportunity to go out there, host with them for Kind of Funny Games Daily for a week, that would be super dope. If you've done it once, you're allowed to do it 10 times and also 12 times or 40 times. However many times you want to do it, you're allowed to do it. Uh, I think that would be a really cool opportunity for us to reach more dope people and find lots of cool people like Adam and Sam. So do that. Hashtag thanks for creating uh, your favorite RPG. And until next time, here's our usual sign-off. I don't even like carrots. See ya. Pizza Planet. (laughs) Adam Cole, baby.